You're listening to Now You've Seen It, the podcast that endeavors to fill the holes in your essential movie viewing. Here's your host, Gregor Sprague. Hello and welcome to Now You've Seen It, a very special episode of Now You've Seen It for two reasons. For first, we are talking about Fight Club, and for second, there it is just me and my panelist who is now also the guest because by the rules, he hasn't seen the movie. Well, sort of the rules, but anyways, I don't want to confuse you. Uh, I should probably say who I am and who he is, and we can talk about the movie. Uh, I am Gregor Sprague, and joining me is my uh, the panelist slash guest, Steve. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Gregor. Thank you. I, I feel feel uh, honored to be both panelist and guest to list. Yes, you have two hats that you are wearing right now, so... Use I'm doing wisely. it like the, the Sherlock Holmes hat. I've got <laughs> the, the deer stalker cap. cap. That's right. <laughs> um, and also, the the movie that we are talking about, I'm going to both say it and use the joke because people are expecting the joke when they know the movie. Uh, the first rule of this movie is we do not talk about this movie. So good night, everybody. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are talking about Fight Club. There is the joke. We will try not to do that joke anymore throughout the recording of the podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying. Like like I've sort of said with the other movies, I hadn't seen this, um, but this is one I've ha- I have. Um, but it was a long time ago. Fight Club it came out in '99. We're not getting into it. I just want because I more want to hit, and we talked about this before, but sort of why this uh, you missed this? Yeah, because I had not seen it. Um, yes, for the most part, it was it was a conscious choice on my part because Fight Club is one of those things. It's it's there's movies and TV shows out there that you kind of like you have to see because everybody else is seeing it and they're talking cool about it on E entertainment television and you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to watch my Star Trek and Godzilla movies. And that's, I'm going to be happy with that. Okay. So, because we sort of, we sort of hit on this earlier. So I would start on a preface this here. Um, It would sort of be like, uh, for example, if they played a trailer for a movie um, that had, a lot of action in it and you're like and you're and you're a person who you're like well i don't really like action and then you see the reviews later on or you watch it later on for a podcast and you go well there's only two fight scenes and you know that's sort of that from what it sounds like when we talked before that was sort of what it was well it was it when watching the movie uh, it turns out i was i was surprised at how little it is actually about the fight club yeah, the Fight Club plays a role. It plays a, a rather large role. It's significant, but it is not what the movie is about. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, so, so to me, it was. I don't want to say it was confusing to me, but it's. It, it it absolutely was not the movie that I was expecting it to be. I kind of expected it to be a little quirky, a little, in my opinion, kind of weird, kind of a deal, and not in a derogatory sense, just kind of offbeat. Okay, like weird camera angles and people saying some weird things sometimes. And Brad Pitt maybe maybe hits himself in the head once. I don't know, but just just weird. Um, And there was a bit of that, but it wasn't at all what I expected it to be. But again, not in a bad way. I was I was entertained by it. Yeah. Again, I could see it, and we're going to talk more about that. But first, we have an ad, and properly introduce the movie and a fake trailer. So we will be right back. 
Welcome to Roleplay Retcon Studios. We remake famously disappointing movies using comedy, hindsight, and tabletop RPGs. We take a second pass at guilty pleasures like Batman and Robin or Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and even some controversial favorites like Twilight. But I love those movies! We do too! At the end of each series, we compare our vision to the original films because why the f not? I can't wait to listen to Roleplay Retcon, wherever podcasts are available. I'm going to listen to it before you do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. And uh, so Fight Club is, and I sort of want to double check because I was looking up some stuff for the, uh, you know, from Wikipedia based on what we'll be discussing next. But essentially, and if I'm wrong, whatever. It's a night. It's it is a 1999 American film directed by David Fincher, stars Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, and Hel- Helena Bottom Carter, and a very very young Jared Leto. Where it surprised me, as an aside, seeing him get getting opening bill credits. Um, when they're doing the, I think they're in like the brain or whatever they're in. Um, which was interesting. And uh, this is based off of the book fight club by chuck uh polynook probably mispronouncing his name and it had a budget of 63 million and made in the box office 100.9 million dollars steve what are uh what was your opinion of the movie i i enjoyed it um the it was the way should, should we hit should we hit on the trailer part first like we that we alluded to in the intro sure Pitsy Norton here for a wonderful new product. Do you have stains that just won't come out of your clothes? Meatloaf droppings? Lestrange stains? David Lee grease? Blood? Bone shards? Well, do I have a product for you? Brought to you by Mike from Birdman and his silent partner, the weatherman from the Jim Jefferies show. Fight Club soap is the best you can humanly get. Made from perfectly harmless glycerin. Harvested from cruelty-free clinics. Fight Club Soap can wipe everything clean. Stains, bad feelings, credit card debt. Brought to you by David Fincher, the soap known as Fight Club can be yours if you can keep your dang insomniac mouth shut. Okay, so, because uh, I, typically with this, because this was a rewatch for me and what I've done for all the other movies, I hit up the IMDb trivia page. And the trivia page in there uh, stated that, um... The studio, 20th Century Fox, um, or Fox 2000 uh, Pictures, wanted a safer trailer when advertising and marketing this movie. Um, Chuck Palahniuk and uh, David Fincher had thought up this really intricate, um, you know, tell or campaign that from what it sounds like would have been very close to the movie um, with like what they were doing, obviously without the fight clubs and um, but more on the psychological side of things. And the 
studio decided, oh, no, no, we will not do that. We are going to do um, this safer version, which is, I think, with what it sounds like, one of the aversions that you had to um, watching the movie. Um, you know, was the fact that they the trailer you were shown was showing more of the fight clubs, uh, the fight scenes when there's not that many aren't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, keep in mind that it's not like I was sitting there salivating just to watch all the fight scenes in the movie. And and I was I was taken in enough by what actually ended up being the movie that it's not like I was sitting there going, well, where's where's all the fighting? But it but it was you're you're right. It was marketed as this is a movie about a bunch of people who get together every once in a while and they have fights and hilarity ensues or something like that. Yeah. And it, it no, was exactly. that. In fact, I was thinking about this when I was watching the movie. Maybe this was just me, but I'm not even really sure I knew what the movie was about until about twenty minutes into it. And even then I'm not sure. Think of the think of like the Simpsons. You can watch an episode of The Simpsons. Simpsons are what, like 20 minutes long without commercials? The yeah, first about 20, 22 minutes, yeah. First half of the episode is not what the episode's about. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Homer does something goofy or yeah. Bart takes off his teacher or whatever, whatever, and this happens and that happens and that happens. And then, maybe even after the first commercial, then you find out what the episode is about. As he's talking about the narrator, as he's talking about his life and what he's doing and how he's coping and all these kinds of things. I'm not, I, I don't know what the movie is going to be about. I don't. Yeah. And that's, and that's okay. That's all right. I mean, you don't want to do that the entire movie, but it was different than what I'd seen. It, it, it subverted my expectations, but in a way it didn't really super bother me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny you say that because the, I believe the tagline for the movie was, you know, the first rule of fight club, or it, it depends on what you're, Looking at, because, I mean, you know, some posters show, you know, Mischief Mayhem Soap as, like, the poster from the uh, theatrical release poster. Um, But then I had seen here, just going through, that, you know, the first rule of Fight Club being you don't talk about Fight Club, both is a catchy, that they chose that, uh, Chuck Palahniuk and the other uh, writers and director chose that because not only does that talk about the Fight Club, it also talks about the movie afterwards. If you, if you, you know, you sort of think about it, uh, the closest thing we have is with Avengers Endgame, you know, where they had the, the big uproar and the hashtag don't spoil the Endgame. There mm-hmm. probably would have been, if this was done now, they probably would have had that. They probably would have had that clever, you know, hashtag first rule, you know, sort of deal going on. And that would have made sense given, and I, I will not risk spoiling it, but yes, this, I mean, this, this is a movie that is almost dependent upon absolutely not knowing what the point is. I will say, I will say this, I, I will say this point as a way to cover ourselves from here. We are assuming that if you're listening to this from now on, really from the beginning of the podcast on, right. you would have seen Fight Club. Yes. Thank you. Or, or you don't care to be spoiled or frankly um, when i went into this movie i knew what the thing was i knew yeah. knew the deal and it and it it didn't wreck it for me but it, i did watch it with a different at a different angle 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, my opinion. I, I mean, I'm, I'm. This is heresy because, you know, this is this is a masterpiece, and you know, and Fincher is a genius, and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't. It didn't hold up to me. Can we? Can we just put it out there? Because we just said, yeah. I mean, Tyler Durden is the narrator. It's they're the same person. It's his yeah. narrator's inner psyche, his his wannabe person, however you want to put it. And, and knowing that when I started watching the movie that he was not real, I think Fincher and the writers were careful not to have. Well, see, and now I'm thinking back on it, it's like there had to have been parts in that movie. And forgive me, because it's been a little bit since I've seen it. But there have to have been parts in that movie where people interacted with Durden. There have to have been. There wasn't. There uh, the so okay, and and again, I'm going off of. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience, and then catch, and then go into there. Because when I'd first seen it, I was probably 11 or 12 years old. Um, because I don't, I Perfect don't demographic. <laughs> yes. Uh, because I was, you know, I think I don't, I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I think I saw it on like TNT or USA Network. And then I think uh, later it was, uh, you know, my mom or someone bought the movie and we watched it on VHS or DVD um, at that time. So there was, you know, the initial watching, I enjoyed it. I don't remember a lot about that because that was around 20-ish years ago. Then rewatching it, knowing some of the stuff that I had, you know, that I had previously seen, a lot of pop, pop culture stuff, um, you know, reading the... Fight Club Volume or Fight Club Two comic book uh, that I will talk about here a little bit more later. It's interesting at what David Fincher got away with. Um, so with the whole interacting with uh, Tyler Durden thing, I think the only time we ever—I'll I'll put it to you this way—we never see someone interact with both Tyler and the narrator at the same time. So it's sort of if you look at it in the way in the finale when. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think. What's the Adam Sandler movie um, where he's like, "I'm kicking my ass." I think it's like Happy Gilmore or something. Yeah, yeah, it was Happy Gilmore in the beginning, where he's just sitting there beating the crap out of him, and it's the same scene that we're seeing here, but it's you know the narrator who's getting beat up by his, um, you know, his other self, you know, the the Tyler Durden self in him because he has. Dis- disassociative di- identity disorder is I think what you would qu- what you'd classify it as now he's uh yeah you know where he's fighting himself I'm pretty sure you don't see and you see in the camera where he's being dragged by himself you know you don't see right. you, you just sort of see no one there as he's being dragged across the floor and stuff like that I don't think you ever see in the movie where both Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are both being interacted with by someone else, uh, sort of then uh, illustrating the fact that Tyler is a uh, a, a figment of the narrator's imagination, uh, much like you see earlier on in the movie before we are introduced to Tyler, where you get a one frame flash of, and again we're talking about uh, traditional film here, not digital like everything is shot now. Um, of Tyler Durden, um, where you see him, God, I know very early on. Yes. Yep. Like, very, and then when yep. uh, she, when he meets, first ten minutes. Yeah, and then when he meets, uh, when the narrator meets, uh, gosh, I'm, bl- I'm blanking on her name, uh, Marla, I think is it, uh, Helena Bonham Carter's character. 
Um, yep. you, you see when she's walking away, you see that flash of Tyler. Um, interesting thing, and again, going from the notes off of IMDb, which could be false, could be true, who knows? They actually wanted to put in the 20th Century Studios logo. They wanted to put a flash of of Brad Pitt in there, but the studio's like, no, we will not have that. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, it is really interesting to see, you know, with the, especially with the fact that, and it's a great point that you brought up that it's something that like, had I not done this for this show, I probably would have been like, yeah, there's plenty of scenes where they both interacted with someone, but. No, you're right. There's not. Yeah, there's not. It's one or the other. Yeah. I can think of I can think of one not to get too nitpicky about it and I I, to, I totally agree with your point and and this is me again probably overanalyzing it and I'm not trying to poke holes in it it just it's interesting to me mm-hmm. you know when uh, Brad Pitt and Helena Bonham Carter are you know making noise and stuff and there's one point I think isn't it where where uh, Edward Norton goes and knocks on the door and she opens the door or no he opens the door uh, Durden does. Mm-hmm. And and they're and they're interacting with each other. So, I mean, I guess that's the two of them. It's not Helena Bottom Carter. That's two of them. Yeah, yeah. And Helena Bottom Carter. So, yeah. So, so those things where where the movie makes it clear that it's Durden that she's hanging out with and not the narrator. Mm-hmm. And then when then the next morning she has that interaction with with the narrator and she's kind of like in her own way in this quirky movie she's kind of like winky and little romantic you know kind of she's like you know that was uh, like can't last night and i'm thinking she's talking to him she's saying that to, to norton not about you know brad pitt so you know i'm the kind of guy that it doesn't take much to take me out of a movie um, as, as, as much as I am Mr. Suspense, the suspension of disbelief and, 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 you know, I get mad when people complain that uh, something that happened in a Superman movie is too unrealistic, you know, that kind yeah. of deal that drives me nuts. And here I am kind of trying to pick apart. Well, that didn't make sense. And that didn't make sense. Overall, I I really enjoyed I enjoyed the fact too that it that it kind of went off on this really uh, huge kind of story with the with with the with the um, uh, all of the uh, uh, you know the mischief that the the chaos that the crew was causing and 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 the vandalism and the and the just the downright bad things they were doing for whatever reason. I, I just, yeah. I thought that was super interesting. And, um, but it was so like, you think to yourself, that would never happen. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it, it could. Uh, and they worked out a way for it to happen in this world and in this movie and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I just, I did like the fact that it did kind of, it seemed like it went kind of over the top while at the same time being very much a grounded yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah, and you, I will, I will point out that you did hit on something that would, that as a wrestling fan triggers me, um, it, not in a bad way. I, I feel like sometimes you say triggers. It's like, oh no, you know, we got another snowflake coined in the 1996 book by Chuck Chuck Palahniuk. Um, but when people say that wrestling's fake, and it's like. And this is a perfect example here. This movie. It's like, okay, yes. But Fight Club's real? 
but you know uh you know insert any other thing even reality tv because those are all real here quote unquote yeah uh, sorry i had to get that because i was just like oh hey yeah there's been this whole big debate again i mean like it's a secret oh yeah we know that the outcomes are predetermined but i digress um but yeah it's i mean again this movie like i'd I'd be i'd be interested in what your take is after now once you rewatched it Mm -hmm. um i I think we'll have to do another podcast or make this a patreon special of (laughs) now i've seen it again that's right yeah (laughs) um because like a lot there are some of the stuff that i didn't pick up on until rewatching it um right i suppose even going into it knowing what the MacGuffin is of the whole thing you, you you don't know what to look for because then they do go back at the end and explain well that part with the out in the parking lot he's actually beating himself up and i liked how they actually they kind of foreshadow that when he beats himself up in his boss's office yeah so you're like okay well this guy clearly can beat himself up i mean he's not not, not he, like physically he can do it he's strong enough but like have have you ever tried to beat yourself up? I can't do it. <laughs> I, I've I tried mean, to hit myself. Yeah, I've tried it. to hit myself one yeah. time. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not looking for you to try. But have you ever tried tickling yourself? I mean, it's that kind of deal. So clearly, he can yeah himself up. So when we get to the explanation that it was him beating himself up, who knows how many different occasions? But at least that first time when they're out there in the parking lot, beating, he's beating himself up. Um, you know that so. It's it's interesting how they how they put all that together. I, I watching it again. I, I would I would hope that I would still be able to enjoy the performances, the production, the look of it. Um, without um, also spending too much time again trying to find the clues because they they do so lay it out for you at the end. I mean, you you almost yeah. don't have to. It, it, I'm sure it's fun. It's like a scavenger hunt. Okay, they told you all this stuff. Now you get to see it in context. But um, I, I just I so enjoyed. I'm not a huge Brad Pitt fan. I'm not the biggest Edward Norton fan. I will. I am. I am an, a Helena Bonham Carter fan since you know Hamlet. Since she was in the Hamlet movie, she was just amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'll watch almost anything she's in. I didn't even know she was in this. So when she showed up, I'm like, hey, that's her. Um, but I just I, I anytime I watch it again, I would want to still be able to enjoy it. I don't want to be that movie that I'm I'm putting the puzzle back together again. But yeah, and so I will add um here on this before we do a you know the rating and the host choice thing. Um for people who are, who are interested in more out there in this world you know they've seen fight club uh but what else is there um there are actually two more volumes of the story in comic book form um they are written by chuck palinuk the uh the author of the book and i believe he wrote the movie but the uh hardcover of fight club uh, three is actually coming out in April, you know, when we we're recording, so it'll be out on April 28th, but they, oh my good Lord. Uh, fight club two is also known as, uh, fight club Two: the tranquility gambit. And this, they sort of 
play around because again you're t- it's comic books so you have to sort of get around the clever ways that they would get around of saying the uh the narrator's name you know i'm not saying edward norton's character's name right. where they would where they would just say like hey or you know at the end you got you got helena bottom carter calling him tyler um and here he is known as sebastian um where they you know, he continues his relationship with Marla. And the interesting part of this is the book is told through the per- restrained perspective of Tyler Durden. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So who, who's He's real now. Yeah. Oh, no, it gets better because there's uh, 10 issues for this one. And if you include the free comic book day issue, which I didn't realize there was, um, there's 11, but it's just a recap of the original story for that issue. Um, yeah, I remember reading this and it's really good. Uh, Fight Club 3 is sort of where I fell out, but I think that was more along the lines because of the fact that I read a lot of comic books and like to give the perfect example, um, there is a Napoleon Dynamite comic book out right now through, I, I thought they're Boom Studios or Dark Horse Comics. I loved Napoleon Dynamite, the, the movie. I loved the animated cartoon show that they did you know, two, three years ago that, you know, didn't make it past the first season. I had to give this up because where I enjoyed it, there's just so much stuff to read. And so Fight Club 3 fell into that for me. I will say it is interesting, you know, to rewatch this and to sort of dive into what, uh, you know, like reading the trivia things here on the IMDb page uh, where um, Chuck Palahniuk said that um, the where he got the ideas for the splicing in uh, single frames of pornography into family films, um, attending support groups for the terminally ill, terminally ill, erasing videotapes came from stories told to him by friends and from things his friends actually did. And he also, Chuck uh, Ponuk uh, also interviewed, I'm reading this verbatim from the page, also interviewed numerous white, uh, young white males in white collar jobs, discovering that the longing for fathers was a theme. Uh, I had not, or I had heard a lot, the resentment of lifestyle standards imposed by advertising was another. Uh, that's a the later part being a quote from uh, Chuck. Uh, some of the other interesting things that I could see here, Courtney Love and Winona Ryder were both initially considered for the role of Marla Singer, the role played by Helena Bonham Carter. And the studio wanted to go to, wanted it to go to Reese Witherspoon. Just throwing out some interesting facts I saw here while reading my (laughs) Yeah, because it's one of those things like if you like you look at some of the names that they that were met that are mentioned on here. Um, Courtney Love. Mm, I can see it. I could see it. I could see it, but it it would change that role um, from a. okay, yeah, like Helena Bottom Carter has this where she can play dark, but she can play light. I had sympathy um, for her. I don't know if I'd have sympathy for a character played by, by Courtney. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Winona Ryder, at the time, it would be, because this would be, um, you know, she had done Beetlejuice. She had probably done a couple of, uh, you know, she had done a few other things that I can't think of after that. But the really interesting one is Reese Witherspoon. Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, she's um, I mean, not that she, I don't, she, not that she couldn't, don't know. Because, I, I mean, I, I'm not aware of any... At that time, at that time, this would have been right around the same the time of Legally Blonde. Right. Like, I think just before Legally Blonde. And it's like, I don't... I couldn't see it. Um, Especially for 
that time, Reese Witherspoon. So basically, from here, I'm going to wait. We are going to do another ad. And we'll be right back. I should add that part there, too. Need to satisfy a hungry mind? Every week, Your Brain on Facts brings you science. Why does mint feel cold? History. King Charles II of Spain was so inbred, his family didn't bother educating him. Music. Many hit songs and even entire albums were written for revenge. Technology. The first video game was made on an oscilloscope in 1958. And every other topic under the sun. Look for Your Brain on Facts on your favorite podcast app or at yourbrainonfacts.com. All right. And for the host choice um, here, this is the segment that I get to choose what this segment will be about. I'm not choosing any of the ones that we got here. Um, it's sort of a spin off of Cast the Remake because with rewatching this movie, realizing it came out, well, not realizing, but understanding that it came out 11 years ago. Do oh, you think. 21 years ago. Or, yeah, sorry, 21 years ago. My math is wonderful. Um, uh, it came out 21 years ago. And actually, I'm also just now sort of realizing I probably could have seen this in the theater, but I know it because I would know I was going to movie, movies at this time. But I don't think I did because I probably only wanted to see Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> that shows my age. I would have not wanted to be in the parking lot for probably about 10 years after seeing this in a movie theater. <laughs> the crap um, so instead of cast, it's sort of like cast a remake. Um, if you have a remake idea in mind. But do you see this movie being made today? Ooh, actually. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't end up being the cultural kind of phenomenon that it ended up becoming. Yeah. Even though it became that for the wrong reasons, like, you know, when people, people who have not seen, people who have not seen Fight Club, like two weeks ago, had not seen it, had a far different view of what it was. Yeah. What it turned out to be. The fact that I knew the, the hook with Tyler Durden helped me a little bit in that, oh, this movie's going to be a little weird, as opposed to, you know, Edward Norton's the nerdy dude and Brad Pitt's the cool dude and they start a fight club. Um, or, he, or he joins Brad Pitt's fight club. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, th- I, think it, I think it would be. Um, I think there's, there's enough... That still is being made today that is of that, I'll keep using the word weird, kind of that down mm-hmm. path. Um, I wonder, though, if it would have ended up being even darker, more graphic, more, you know, more in your face. Yeah. Than, than it ended up being like the scene where with Meatloaf, where, where Bob. Yeah. I mean, it's the aftermath and the reveal of him just shocked the crap out of me. Like, and I, and I, believe me, I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, movies and so forth that it really wasn't anything I hadn't seen before, but because it was maybe that character or whatever. So my fear is that they would, they would take advantage of the fact that they can do so much more. Now there's so much more leeway, I think in a lot of what people accept um, that it, it it could it could be made, but it wouldn't. Again, it wouldn't be as big of a deal, uh, yeah, uh, culturally as 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 it was twenty years ago. I'll I'll also put it to you this way: it's it's interesting because 
I feel like with asking this question, we sort of get into a time travel paradox. Um, because on the one hand, because of the movie being made in the time it was made, um, and, and I will say this before I go any further, I feel like the movie for a lot of the parts speaks like with what they're getting at, how men feel, um, you know, especially in uh, more white collar jobs, you know, with their, with daddy issues and, or I should say father issues, not daddy issues. Cause that sounds kind of sending in my mind and, um, you know, not feeling quote unquote, like a man. I see some of the, the, some of the background stuff in there still being relevant today. I don't, I don't see this movie being made for the fact that with how you were talking about with like uh, some of the shocking scenes, like with uh, Bob's death and um, some of the, like the fight with uh, I think Angel Face, uh, Jared Leto's character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I think because that was done at that time, we get, we then have the ability to have it happen now or what have other movies go that far now. I could see, honestly, sequels to this, um, you know, Chuck Palahniuk, you know, I, like adapting the stories that he's done in comic book form, doing those as a, as a movie, you know, and talking about other issues, you know, but using this, uh, using these two characters or two other, or, you know, two other characters as the, the catalyst for it. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood decides that they want to re- do a, a reboot of Fight Club. And I'm saying reboot because I just watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, doing it again with other people. But if they did, I don't. And, and Chuck Palahniuk is not involved. I see it being a shy imitation. So the final thing to do before our closing remarks is rate the movie. Uh, Steve, you know how this is done. And also, uh, well, I'll save that for afterwards. But uh, how would you, what would you rate this movie on, um, you know, if you had to go see it in the movie theaters from $0 to $10? No, you know, I would, I would pay 10 bucks. I really would. Yeah, full 10, full even 10 now, wow. Yeah, even with, you know, the, 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 cool, the, the K-E-W-L coolness factor that, <laughs> that was kind of like that late 90s uh, MTV fading, still trying to be cool kind of mentality that I associated with the movie yeah i would because again the performances are amazing again helena bottom carter will watch do anything um yeah and 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 as 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 much of a fan as i am not of brad pitt his performance was amazing edward norton is always kind of meh but he's kind of that guy he kind of does the meh thing at least in yeah i know in others he's maybe a little bit more out there but but yeah i'd I'd pay 10 bucks to see this um you know, sure, absolutely. You, I mean, you're buying the popcorn, but I'll I'll pay ten bucks to go in and see it. <laughs> yeah, and so for me, I would probably put this um, personally at, you know, I I really enjoyed it, um, and this is difficult because I don't do this typically as a as a rating system, but I would probably put it at an eight or a nine, um, you know, eight, eight or nine dollars. Um, it's not the perfect movie, but then again. I don't know what necessarily would be that quote unquote $10 perfect movie. If to also do, cause I think I did this last time I was with you. Um, my, my personal rating system, if this was back then, 
with me now at age 31, it would have been opening night, you know, midnight screening, whatever they did back in the 90s when the movie came out. Um, you know, it'd be like, you know, be the first person to see the screening of it, especially if they got to do the marketing campaign that they wanted to do, you know, that you, that you, you hear about with reading trivia things and seeing, you know, watching bonus features on the DVD or the Blu-ray and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us here. And I want to, uh, before we close, I want to preface all this. We ask the question now, or we say the statement, now you've seen it. We do not mean it in a mean way. Um, we all understand that there are holes in our, in our movie lexicon. Um, there are plenty of holes in mine, as if you've listened to any of the other episodes that I've done, you will know. So we, we say this as a celebra- celebration um, of things. This is not a, oh, well, now you've seen it. It's, now you've seen it. Yay. And the only the final thing for you guys to do besides remembering that is to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, you can email us at oraclepodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, probably put in the subject line, you know, now you've seen it, or Greg is awesome, give Greg a raise, whatever you want to do, bring back Steve. Um, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. You can find us over at facebook.com. You know, if you're on the Facebooks, uh, over at facebook.com slash now you've seen it. You can check out this and other wonderful podcasts at oraclepodcast.com. Our theme is performed by Eric Hunt. And thank you for our broadcasting partners over at Age of Radio. You can find them at ageofradio.com. And my home, Galactic Netcasts, uh, Elsner's is coming soon, I swear, um, over at gncasts.com. And Steve, this is bittersweet because it were. You know, it seems like I only met you yesterday, uh, but this is your final voicing thing as a panelist. As a, uh, pa- so, as a panelist, yes. yes. But if you listen to the very beginning of each episode and the very end of each episode, you might recognize the voice. Because I do the announcing of the thing at the beginning, and then I, at, at the end, I do the thing. And <laughs> I'm a voice uh, so, guy, so Steve- and that's what I do. And so then when you listen to it, you can, you know, you can listen to the very beginning of it. And then when I'm not a panelist or, or whatever, then you can just fast forward through the rest of it and then just listen to the end of it. And then I'll be and there'll be a, it's all good. So basically what he's saying is he's never going to come back on as a, as a guest ever again. No, any other time that you hear me on here, I will have al- already expended all the effort you're going to get out of me for this show. <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. And and uh, to your point about now you've seen it, we don't mean that in a weird, bad way. Uh, hey, if I hadn't been doing this, um, I, I would not have seen Fight Club. I guarantee it just because it would have been with the way my world works right now there would have not been a reason for me to take the time and the quote unquote effort to watch a movie to watch yeah. Fight Club. So, um, you know, if you're listening to these episodes and you haven't seen the jerk or you haven't seen Avatar, or you haven't seen ET, um, you know, the, the, use that as kind of an impetus to, you know, check them out and see, see what all the hubbub is about, bub. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Steve, give a final plug for uh, where people could find you with the things that you are doing. Oh, sure. Well, it's it's primarily the voiceover stuff. So uh, uh, you can find me on Facebook at The Voice of Steve. Um, also, thevoiceofstevevo.com is my website uh, there. And you can email me at steve at thevoiceofstevevo.com. Awesome. And 
you can find myself like I did the clever Mick Foley cheap plug, bang, bang. Um, you know, oh, you can find uh, my other podcast over at Galactic Netcast. Um, you know, the Elsners over there. But you can find me with all of my shenanigans when I post. Um, it's typically at that Gregor on everything. I think Facebook, it's my old one of Gregor1942. Um, either way, one of those two, you can find me basically wherever. Um, and the final thing to have be said is bye. And then Steve's thing that he says afterwards, of course, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he meant the other thing. Yes. Yes, the professional thing that you do. Now You've Seen It is a production of Oracle Media Productions in association with Age of Radio and Galactic Netcasts. For more great podcasts, visit oraclepodcasts.com, ageofradio.org, and gncasts.com.